Welcome back. It is Mile High Magazine, and I am uh, Murphy Houston. Always look forward to our visits with Dr. Larry Kaplan, who's a national voice of what's happening in our country as far as COVID-19 is concerned. And things are, well, Larry, good to have you back, and things are changing all the time, it seems like. Every day is a new day. (laughs) Gosh, it really is. And uh, I guess, uh, let's talk about Colorado. You You know a lot about Colorado. You spend a lot of time out here. And uh, it was, in fact, before we talked, I was just reading where it's been about seven weeks since we've had any issues here in Colorado, and now some cases are beginning to increase. And I'm just curious, as a couple of listeners who called before we've talked, I uh, want to know about it. Maybe it's this variant thing. Does that seem to be an issue? Well, we do have we have a number of variants, and, and everyone's focused on Brazil and South Africa, but we have six or seven variants in the United States as well that people aren't really talking about. And What's you know what's going to happen is um, we're going to find out whether those variants become really the prevalent strain that everyone's going to be exposed to, and uh, and of course the big risk there is does the vaccination or prior infection protect you from those variants? So that can be a real game changer. And it's a little early to tell all those questions, isn't it? It is. Well, the the problem we have is that in this country, in order for us to know what form or variant of COVID you you have in particular, we would need to sequence the genetic code of that particular virus that's in you. And we are not doing very much of that in this country at all. So if you remember a year ago in March, the big concern was we don't know where it is because we're not testing for it and we're not sure about all the symptoms. So they shut the whole country down because they didn't know what to do. Right. And and it turned out, you know, there were specific areas that had exposures, other areas, very little. And um, and we're kind of in exactly that same spot, not shutting the country down, but in that same spot as it relates to understanding the variants. We're just not testing for which, which particular version of this virus did you in particular catch. So I can't tell you whether 5% of the people in Florida or 5% of the people in Denver you know, or in Colorado um, are, are getting the Brazilian form, and we have an outbreak of the Brazilian form in, in that particular area or not, because we're not sequencing. And that's the big problem right now. Well, do the current vaccines, and by the way, I'm proud to say I've had both my shots. It makes you feel, it gives you a sense of confidence, Larry, when you get both the shots, I guess. But which vaccine is better for maybe variants? Is it the new Johnson & Johnson or Moderna or Pfizer like I've had? What should we expect? So they're not sure. Um, everyone is suggesting that it gives you some measure of protection from the most severe of the disease. Uh, you know, dying from it or being hospitalized. Um, we're not. We're not really sure yet. And and you have to. You know, let me qualify this a little bit. Okay. It, it's it's important for people to understand that. Yes, we would love for no one to catch the virus. That's not the goal. That's never been the goal of public health. The goal is let's make sure that if people catch this virus, that their bodies are in a position to make sure it doesn't kill them or make sure that they don't have long-term effects from it so that they don't have long-term damage to their bodies from it. It's, it's, people are caught up in the never-catch-it goal, and that's never been the goal. So, you know, if you look at 
right now we say, what, there's 44% of the population's basically been protected either through vaccine or through prior infection. Right. So it's, it's not, you know, I've not had the vaccine, but I had, I had COVID and I'm not getting this vaccine. You're not. I'm not. And the reason I'm not getting this vaccine is because my body's already been exposed to this version of COVID. And therefore, I have measurable protection against this version of COVID. My body recognizes it. It'll recognize it when it sees it, and it'll go after it, which is the point of a vaccine in the first place, is to get your body prepared to to go after it when it first is exposed to it. When they come out with what they're going to call a booster, which will be Include, which will include some of these variants that I've maybe not had, then I'll go ahead and get that vaccine. Oh. But I'm, there's no point to me getting this vaccine if I already have been exposed to the virus, my body's already fought it, it knows what it looks like, and it knows to look out for it. Is, is that an antibody thing you're talking about, no, Doc? No, no. It's no. really more like your entire immune complex. So... So you, you know, any, everybody gets focused on antibodies, but antibodies are what your, what your immune system produces to go ahead and, and tag something so that the rest of your immune system will wipe it out. And, and so you have T cells and B cells, you have what are called memory cells, and, and those are part of your immune system that just float around. You don't have circulating antibodies for chicken pox. Uh-huh. If you had chickenpox, but you have the immunity in your body when it's exposed to chickenpox, your body will say, I know what that is. Put these antibodies out and go wipe that out. Wow. And that's that's how your body really works. So we don't have circulating antibodies for all the things we've been exposed to in our lives or else we would be using so much protein to do that that you would kill yourself. Wow. I mean, your body couldn't survive. So it has a mechanism that says, hey, all right, we're ready for it. Um, we know what to do. Turn that manufacturer on and produces it for that particular thing. It's invest- your, your body's are really, really smart. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard other docs such as yourself talk about that. Interesting, though. It'll be interesting to hear how that reacts for you, not getting the vaccine, but maybe a booster if these variants get crazy. Because yeah, I don't hear any talk about that. You're the first no, guy I've ever heard talk about that. Yeah, because you know why? Because the government's invested in 600 million vials of or doses of this particular vaccine. Right. And they want everyone to take it. So, so they're not gonna they're not gonna say, oh no, don't take it. But you know, the thing that gets me is we should not be vaccinating people who have prior exposure, have a prior infection. We should be using the using the doses to vaccinate the people who have yet to have any exposure. Because those people are still vulnerable, and we don't know how their bodies are going to react. I know how my body responded the first time, and it will, you know, be prepared to respond subsequently. So it's, you know, if I said to you, um, that you need a vaccine for the for the common cold, right? Would you go? Would you go get that? Probably. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Because why? You get the cold, you have it for three days, you recover, and you go on about your business. Uh, that's true. So why do I want to you know, go take a vaccine for something that's not really life-threatening? I don't know. I guess I equate it to a flu shot. You got, I'm in such a habit of getting that flu shot every year. Right. I guess, well, I should have a shot. It, it helped with the flu. Now maybe it'll help with this. Yeah, the, the, so the, but the flu 
We, the flu kills sixty to 80,000 people every single year in this country. Correct. So it's not that the flu is innocuous. You, you know, the flu is the flu is fatal to a lot of people. And, you know, and, and people don't talk about it because it just happens every year. But the, that's why we have the flu shot. If we look, we we had zero flu season this year. Almost nothing. And that's because people washed their hands, wore masks, social distanced, did all that stuff. And that wiped the flu out. That's true. Heck, I've even, I have not even had a cold this year because of that, I think. Well, and, and honestly, that may be the long benefit, the long trailing benefit of this particular pandemic is that people's behaviors have now shifted on right. how they recognize how they can be exposed to communicable viruses and diseases. And as a result, they now have in their minds, oh, okay, this is how I stay away from that stuff. And if we can keep that going, yeah, we'll, we will significantly change what flu is all about in this country for, for probably years and years until everyone forgets. And then they go back to doing other things. Right. And it comes out of the culture and we get, and it starts back up again. Well, you know, almost her Dr. Fauci kind of lean that way the other day. He's on every day. He's on everywhere. One yeah. day he's talking about, oh, by fall we'll be back to normal or pretty close to it. Then the other day you hear him saying, well, this mask thing may go into 2022 and we don't have flu, we don't have colds. And he's kind of saying what you're saying. Well, here, here's, here's my concern. My concern is we're not testing for these variants. These variants, I don't believe that I, because of what we've seen in exposures and reinfections, I don't believe that my body is necessarily protected for those variants, nor do I believe that, my, that people who are vaccine are necessarily protected for those variants. Because keep in mind, think of it like this. If, if um, the virus was a soccer ball, all right, and right. we have all those, what are they, hexagons on a soccer ball? Sure. I think, okay, so we have all these hexagons on a soccer ball, and... Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, they all went and said, all right, let me grab three or four of these hexagons, and, and each of those hexagons are like the spike protein. So we're going to get three or four of those things, and we're going to take the, the DNA that makes them and put it into another virus and give it to you as a way for your body to produce it so that it makes, the, makes its own immunity, and that's how the vaccine really works. Okay. So you've got this subset of five or six of those. My body was exposed to the entire soccer ball. So my body is much smarter than any scientist at J&J, and, or anywhere else for that matter, and my body said, okay, we're going to create you know, immunity to all of these hexagons that we can. So I, don't, I can't imagine that the vaccine will create better immunity using a subset of that virus uh -huh. than my body would being exposed to the entire thing. So I would expect that these variants, were, they will require everyone to then go get a booster going into the fall. Well, there's been and some I, talk about that already. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. And they'll call it a booster. For me, it'll be an initial dose. For you, it'll be a booster because you've already gotten it. Right. And, and that's fine. That's, you know, you're, because this other variant is out there. And, and we're still dealing with, you know, whereas the regular flu season killed sixty to 80,000 people in this country, we've had over 500,000 people 
die from from COVID. Right. right. So, and we're not done, by the way. Just you know, it's not like it's like oh, okay, we can close the door now. It's over. No, this is gonna this is gonna roll for uh, still gonna roll forward, and and we're gonna have another uptick with these variants because we don't know where they are. Wow, that's not something to look forward to. No, unfortunately, it's not. But um, and and I and I think that you know people are you know people have worn out a while ago, and they're really starting to wear out now. And I think some of the mental health impact of people being separated and isolated and not having community sense of community, whether it's at work or at church or at school, um, I, all of that is compounding even some of the long-term effects of this. Absolutely. And, and really, Dr. Kaplan, before I let you go, can you update what you think about the school situation? Out here, well, I have two daughters that are teachers. They've been teaching right along, and they're teaching now. But all these other teachers and these unions are saying, oh, the kids aren't going to be protected. How do you feel about kids going back to school? I think kids need to be in school. And I think that the risk profile associated with the children is, is sufficiently low that they need to be back in school. And I think that it is incumbent upon the people who are charged with educating our children to get there. And we can put, put it, we can put into place safety measures that allow that to happen and protect the people as well. We're, we're launching, I'm in, I'm outside of Philadelphia and I'm actually involved in launching all the testing for the teachers going back now, which is going to start actually Monday. Oh, good. So um, so they're finally going to start, and they'll get K through 2 back, and then they'll start working their way through, but they've worked it out. And they're working on, you know, ventilation systems and proper protections and safeguards and barriers, and then a recurring testing program for all of that faculty and staff so that we stay ahead of it and we don't find out too late that people are being exposed. But it's a it's a good model and and it's it'll be successful. The you know many many schools are back already, and I think it, it's I think we're we're costing a generation of kids um, something they can't right. get back easily. Right. And um, and the long term effects of that are really damaging, and that's scarier for me. Um, than a lot of the things that, we, that we're dealing with here. Absolutely. And you're hearing that more and more every day, too. Well, Dr. Larry Kaplan, always a pleasure to have you on every couple of months just to update things as you're on top of the ball game as far as COVID. And I do respect what you say, and we appreciate you coming on Mile High Magazine. Murphy, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Stay safe. Glad to hear you got your vaccination. And, um, and hopefully uh, things just continue to trend in the right direction. But we have to keep our eyes in the oh, yeah. field for it. As you said, keep your eye on the ball because it's still out there. There's no doubt. And all of you, thank you for listening to Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next Sunday.